Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Back that fire down, 19. Copy, Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. Folks, welcome to Hour 2. You've got me, Chris Nelsato, in for Rob Carson, Under the Weather. On my own radio show, The Chris Alcedo Show, we dismantle liberal ideology one issue at a time. And that's what our specialty is here uh, in the conservative ranks, uh, doing the job the Republicans refuse to do. Before I get to Paul Ryan, uh, there's a call that's been patiently waiting in Baltimore. Brandy is calling in. Brandy, welcome to The Rob Carson Show with me, Chris Alcedo. What's on your mind? Hey, Mr. Chris. My name is Brandy, and like you said, I'm from Baltimore, Maryland. I like to say up front, I'm a Democrat. And I want to also say, I think that this indictment of President Trump is ridiculous. I really? 100% oppose it. And I know a lot of Democrats who feel the exact same way. Now, can you tell me why you, you oppose it? I think it's very bad for the country. We've been divided for, my goodness, 12, 15 years now. We've got to do something to come together as Americans. Not black people and white people and Asian people and Americans. My grandfathers fought for this country. I do not appreciate people attempting to and succeeding in trying to make us more divisive than ever before. I think it's disgusting. Amen to that. I'm with you. You know, what what you and I are doing right now as a conservative and and a Democrat, you and I having this conversation, they hate it when we actually talk. You know, uh, Brandy, I was I was at the National Rifle Association event in Houston a couple of years back, a year and a half ago. And I was going out there to talk to some of these people who wanted to take away my right of self-defense. And I wanted to talk with them. And there were there were these left these left wingers who were behind them with bullhorns saying, don't talk to him. Don't talk to him. That's who these party apparatchiks are, not only on the Democrat side, but you've got plenty of Republicans, too who don't want us talking to, to each other, want to keep up this illusion that we actually have a two-party system. And I think it's right. about time, I, I, you know, I'd settle if we had two-party system. I, I'm not looking for a third party. I'm looking for a second party <laughs> to come in and actually challenge this unit party that is Republican and Democrat. I have not identified as a Republican for many years. I'm a conservative and a constitutional one at that. So I, I can't tell you what it means to hear from somebody like you who's a Democrat who sees... Through all of this, it's amazing to me. You know, I think that what they really, what we really need to do is to understand who the enemy is. And I don't want to be kind of conspiratorial, 
But there has to be a deep state. There is obviously an agenda against our children. You know, to have people on the left say they want to take away our rights to have firearms and try to force us to do things that we don't want to do with our bodies. I, I just, I, I'm for limited government. You know, I, I don't particularly want the government in my body, in my house, in my, where I worship. I want the government to do what it does to protect me against foreign um, enemies. And, and, and that's really it. I, you know, take care of what you all need to take care of and allow me to raise my children the way that I choose to. And so well, you know, it makes me a Democrat or not. But <laughs> no, it makes you an American. I think this is ridiculous. It makes you it makes you an American. And, you know, one, one of the Chris Salcedo show axioms is that is it is best not to give government more power, lest it be abused, because yeah. the founding fathers of this country knew that every single time you gave away, you gave more power to government. You had to trade away your rights to do so. It's not for free. There's nothing. It's for free. And the minute you give uh, I think it was Benjamin Franklin, or it's attributed to Benjamin Franklin, who said that a government that is big enough to give you everything you want is also big enough to take everything you have. And that's the trade-off. Uh, Brandy, great call. And uh, it is so refreshing to hear a Democrat seeing through all this noise. Appreciate it. Let me get out to Nottingham, Maryland. Mike is calling in. Mike, what do you say on the Rob Carson Show with me, Chris Salcedo? Hi, Chris. Uh, thanks for taking my phone call. Chris, uh, my thoughts are that what they've done to President Trump the last seven years is horrific. It's ghastly. And I agree with what Newt Gingrich said yesterday, that Donald Trump is Nelson Mandela. What? <laughs> he said that, really? Well, I am a huge fan of, uh, of Newt Gingrich. I don't get much access to him these days because of, because of Fox News. They, they don't allow... Uh, their, their guests to come on to like Newsmax. And the only time I get a chance to, to talk with a speaker, as I did last week, was when he's promoting his books. So I did get a chance to get him on radio. But leave it up to Newt Gingrich to come up with a historically appropriate descriptor of what's going on with President Trump. Mike, thank you for bringing that to my attention. And what a perfect segue thank into what uh, we're talking about here. Uh, Paul Ryan, he's the former Speaker of the House. Paul Ryan, who, upon winning the majority in the House and uh, Mitch McConnell winning the majority in the Senate back in 2016. They teamed up together to attack a sitting president, President Trump. Instead of bringing accountability to Barack Hussein Obama, they started laying the foundation for perpetual Republican losses, which we have been enduring uh, ever since then. And here's Paul Ryan uh, basically dedicating Fox to defeating President Trump. Have a listen to this on CBS. Um, no, if, if, if I think Fox News is a very important part of the conservative movement. And if you want the conservative movement uh, to be going in the right direction, then Fox News can have a big hand in that. So <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you don't you you don't consider yourself a big hand in the conservative movement when you're silencing conservative voices. You just and suing conservative voices. You just don't. You can't lay claim to being the 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 uh the wind behind the sails of the conservative movement when you are literally, literally silencing guys like Tucker Carlson. You just, you just can't. Sorry, Paul. We, we know the, the, the idea of President Trump and his standing in opposition to Democrats just repulses the Karl Rove Bushies and you over there at Fox News. We know you are just absolutely just 
disgusted with a Republican who would oppose a Democrat. And we can see the editorial agenda that Fox News is now on anybody but Trump. Oh, I don't want to comment on, on what is a legal issue, you know, frankly, because I'm a board member. Um, but there's a and, big well, difference no. between a big hand yeah. and an honest. No, but I don't want to get into the, the, the tit for tat with the. the no, 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 right, 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 right. Get into the but, but the point anything, is, did you think about stepping. The down? point is the conservative. No, I did not think about stepping down. The point is the conservative movement is a big movement, and and the conservative movement right now is going through lots of turmoil and churn and change, and I think Donald Trump is at the, is the middle of that tempest. Yes, and I would agree with you, uh, Representative former Speaker Ryan. He is the mid, in the middle of that tempest because President Trump basically dissected all of the BS that you and your kind have been have been disseminating to we conservatives. All of these oh, all these many decades. Oh, yes. You know what, uh, Mr. Salcedo, we're going to fight. Oh, yeah. We Republicans, we're going to fight. It's right around the corner. You know, I've been hearing that for two decades. From these Republicans. Yeah, we're, we're going to fight. We're absolutely going to get there. We're going to actually to fight. The first person who gets in there and fights, the Republicans go, oh, my gosh. Oh, I can't stand having Donald Trump there. You know who is emblematic of all this? You guys know the name Bill Crystal? <laughs> Bill Crystal. Yeah, well, the guy that used to go on all those Fox cruises, right? Remember all the cruises they were promoting over there at Fox? Bill Crystal. Here's a guy who's been writing about conservatism his entire life. Writing conservative this, conservative that, conservative that. The minute those policies start getting implemented under President Trump, this guy goes wobbly and squishy and says, "Oh no, I can't. I'm only supposed to be writing and talking about conservatism. We can't actually have it implemented." And that's where Paul Ryan is. That's where Mitch McConnell is. Limited constitutional government is an anathema to these people. They they don't want limited constitutional government. Mitch McConnell is one of the biggest expansive government people out there. He just thinks Republicans can administer the Leviathan that is the federal government better than socialists can. And if it comes down to limiting government power to expand uh, individual freedoms in the United States, Mitch McConnell will have none of it. He'd, He'd just as soon... Throw his lot in with socialists because at least they want big government to control who Mitch McConnell considers the stupid people. That's all of you in this audience. You're only good for one thing to Mitch McConnell, and that's you folks in Kentucky stupid enough to vote for him. Silly enough to vote for this guy, the the architect of the surrender caucus. I'm going to get more into that here in a minute. I think if we get past Donald Trump, I think the conservative movement will be viable and majoritarian. We have proven recently that we can get majorities and win presidencies i don't think we can with trump but Uh wait a minute the last presidency that was won was by president trump and you paul ryan in consort with uh mitch mcconnell worked to undermine the success of that presidency and and we we might as well have called you know speaker paul ryan moveon.org because that's all he wanted to do all of the harm done by resident Obama, resident Barack Hussein Obama. Paul Ryan didn't want to hold him accountable for having half of our F-18 fleet grounded, having our ships and our aircraft having to cannibalize museum pieces just to maintain our missions across the globe, if we could do that. His destruction of the military, his foundations for laying the foundations for crossfire hurricane. Paul Ryan had no interest in holding the Obama administration accountable for the lawlessness they had undertaken. None. Zero. Nada. 
So don't give me this. Oh, this is all Trump's fault. I got more on this. I've got more on this. Hold on. If we get past Trump, I believe we, the conservative movement, Republican Party, can get our majorities back. We, we barely have a majority in the House. It's four seats. It's, it's, it's technical. We don't have a majority in the Senate. We should have. This next election, I think it's uh, uh, it's 33 people are up, 23 or something like that. Senators are Democrats. We should get the majority in this next election. But if but if we nominate Trump, it's, we're going to leave seats on the table. Oh, OK, wait a minute. Wait a minute. See, this is this is utter BS. This is complete and utter BS. Paul Ryan said, well, uh, we're, we're not going to win the Senate if, if it's if it's if Trump is our nominee. Who was the, who were the people? undermining the red wave, making it a red fizzle. Who was doing that? I will give you the answer. I am your host today, Chris Salcedo, and for the ailing Rob Carson, and I will tell you what happened in 2022. Who was responsible for the red red fizzle? Coming up next on The Rob Carson Show. To all the Brandons out there, we salute you. It's The Rob Carson Show. We may not get the Senate majority if we nominate Trump again. So my point is, as, as, as a guy who's a fan of Fox News, Fox News is a big part of this. Fox News and the whole constellation of the conservative movement, the Republican movement, if we can get ourselves as a party in a movement past Trump, we're going to start winning majorities again, I think. There he is on CBS. Uh, Paul Ryan says Fox News is committed to defeating President Trump in the GOP primaries. Uh, he, he's a Fox News board member. Who am I to dispute the former Speaker of the House and, uh, and his contention that Fox News is now dedicated to defeating President Trump? Who am I to dispute that? Uh, the telephone number here for The Rob Carson Show is 800-922-6680, 800-922-6680. Let's go to Severna Park, Maryland. That's where Ed is calling in. Ed, glad you made it here to The Rob Carson Show with me, Chris Salcedo. What's up? Chris? I agree with you 100% about Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan has been a rhino. He's no, no more a conservative than Adolf Hitler was. And regarding <laughs> Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell's wife, her family owns a Chinese shipping company. Mm-hmm. And he's another rhino who will do anything to make China look good and to defeat America. He's another rhino that can't be trusted. He goes along with Mitt Romney and Brasso from Texas. We have too many rhinos in the Republican Party. Uh, Cornyn, Cornyn from Texas. Uh, By the way, yeah, yeah, by the way, Ed, I'm glad you called because I want to have a conversation with you about this because this term rhino, Republican in name only. Do you know why I bristle at that? Can I tell you why why I bristle at that? Because... Republican, the, the word Republican doesn't mean anything anymore. They don't stand for anything anymore. That's what I was trying to drive at with, with conservative Congressman Jim Jordan when I interviewed him. They're, they're, the Republican Party today can't even unite to oppose socialism. They can't even unite to oppose communism that is being rolled out by the Democrat Socialist Party. There is nothing that so when you say that there I think Paul Ryan is a Republican. I think Mitch McConnell is a Republican and that's why I left the Republican Party because they define the Republican Party. Uh 
they spend their days, Ed, they get up every single day trying to find a Democrat butt cheek to place their lips. And I don't believe that should be the job of an opposition party to Democrats. Well, Fox News has been going downhill and becoming liberal for years. And the culmination was when they fired Tucker. So Newsmax has taken advantage of it. My wife and I used to listen to Fox all the time. Now we don't. And it's rare we even listen to Hannity and Ingram because Hannity is so self-righteous. He'll get a good guest. He'll ask him a question. The guest will start to answer. And Mr. Ego, Hannity, has to interrupt him and put his opinion over his guest. Well, uh, Ed, I look, folks, first, first off, Ed, I appreciate your opinion. I, I can just imagine being a conservative over there right now. I have, I have nothing but, but uh, sympathy and empathy for, for Sean, for Laura, uh, and anybody who happens to be a conservative left over there. I, re- I really do. Ed, thank you. Great call. Great call from Severna Park, Maryland. Let's keep it in Maryland. Uh, Westminster, and Michelle is calling in. Michelle, what do you say? How are you today, Chris? I'm doing well, ma'am. Thank you. I would like to uh, give you a few credentials. During the George Bush first term, I was chair of the local Republican Central Committee. I was an executive board member of the Maryland Federation of Republican Women. And I did as much as I could for the Republican Party to no avail. It was basically explained to me that we have our own piece of the pie. And this is all the piece that we're going to get. We're not going to get any more. If you make waves, Michelle, they're going to take some of our pie away. <laughs> I said only if you let them. But only if you let them. Yeah. But instead, when I decided to run against a 16-year incumbent who chased every skirt, but who was a deacon in one of the local churches and <laughs> stood here with his holier-than-now, I was sat down and talked to ah. about running against an incumbent. Oh, you had the talk. I had you, the talk. Oh, the, the, the talk. That, uh, you know, there's a difference between campaigning and, uh, and governing, and you must win for the team, even if your team's agenda is to surrender to the other team. You must, uh, you must play for the team, right? Well, I decided instead, when the Tea Party came about, my group was one of the most successful in Maryland, at least in Carroll County. And we did, we made English the official language. We mm-hmm. made our sheriff the primary law enforcement agency. And we term limited our commissioners. Well, uh, so, kudos to you for not, look, I, I have a similar story to this, Michelle. Uh, I was, there, there was a, an ineffectual uh, Hispanic organization called the National Republican Hispanic Assembly. It was started by George H.W. Bush, and all I they do it, yeah, all they do is just go to cocktail parties. And and I was yeah. told when I was when I was a younger man, you know, we have to wait our turn. They said, mm. and I said, wait, wait our turn. What the hell is this? Uh, is is this some sort of lottery? Reminds me of what happened in Nevada. In Nevada, the Republicans and Democrats collude with each other. Okay, this time the Republican wins. This time the Democrat wins. It's the illusion of the two party system, and I don't want to play anymore. You? I I haven't wanted to play in quite some time, and that's the that reason girl. why I 
did as well as I did in getting folks together for and during the Tea Party. And I believe that foundation that all of us laid across the country during that time is what MAGA stands on. I believe so. We are, during the Tea Party days, we would sit there and say, you know, we're afraid that the next thing is going to be X. And everyone would go, oh, and clutch their pearls. Well, you know, <laughs> we've gotten to this point so far. What makes you think that this next step isn't something that they're willing to take? I hear you, lady. Hey, look, I, I got the music playing. That means I, I got to scoot. They're telling me I got to get to a break here. So, hey, great job. Don't take no for an answer. It's your country. I don't care about their politics. I care about my country. All right, folks, Chris Salcedo in for Rob Carson. More of your thoughts, and I'll try to get to some of this FBI testimony on Capitol Hill yesterday. Next on The Rob Carson Show. Hey, guys, it's Carson. Imagine this. In the dead of night, you're lying in bed. Suddenly, you hear something go bump. What's your next move? Well, you reach for the ultimate solution. The new MC-14 T tip-up pistol from EAA Corp. and Gerson. This game-changing firearm is perfect for those with limited hand strength disabilities or anyone seeking a comfortable and user-friendly alternative. Picture this. The MC-14T features an ingenious tip-up barrel design, making loading and unloading a breeze. Say goodbye to struggles while racking a slide. Just load the tip-up barrel, lock it back, and you're ready to fire. That is pretty ingenious, actually. The MC-14T is chambered in 380 ACP, boasting a 13-plus round capacity. With its reliable stopping power and compact size, it's an excellent choice for personal defense complete with accessory rail and ambidextrous safeties. Experience a new level of convenience, available with all EAA Corp. distributors. Starting at an incredibly affordable MSRP of just $498. Don't miss out on this game-changing firearm. Visit eaacorp.com today. eaacorp.com. Do you know why we know Joe Biden and the Democrats caused a 40-year high inflation? When factories that make these ships shut down, ships shut down. Because we're not stupid. It's the Rob Carson Show. Rob Carson, under the weather, you got Chris Alcedo from Newsmax. Glad you uh, have joined us, folks. Our telephone number is 800-922-6680. 800-922-6680. Get in touch with me. All my social media Hookups are at chrissalcedo.com, chrissalcedo.com, head there. Uh, yesterday, uh, before I bring on my guest here, I want to set this up because yesterday there was some rather extraordinary tongue lashings going on. Of course, no policy implemented and nothing to protect us from these shrubs uh, who are leading the FBI and their protection racket for Democrats. But Ted Cruz did give a, a good tongue lashing uh, to the FBI uh, director, uh, deputy director, Abade, listen to this. Gentlemen, every day when I'm home in Texas, I hear from Texans who are deeply dismayed about the growing politicization and weaponization of the Department of Justice and the FBI. If you are not, every one of you should be deeply concerned about the damage being done to the integrity of the institutions in which you operate. My office hears regularly from FBI agents and from assistant U.S. attorneys who are likewise concerned about the politicization and weaponization of the Department of Justice and the FBI, and this is profoundly damaging to the rule of law in our nation. Last month, a whistleblower brought to light the existence in the FBI 
of a report in FD 1023 in which the informant alleges that President Biden and his family members engaged in a $5 million bribery scheme during his time as vice president. Deputy Director Abadi, is it true that the FBI has a report making those allegations? Uh, I'm not going to comment on that, Senator. (laughs) Because I'm the FBI, and nobody elected us, and we run Congress. I'm not going to comment on that. I don't recognize your oversight authority, Senator Cruz. Let me bring on Mike Howell. He's director of the Heritage Oversight Project. Mr. Howell, glad to have you here on the Rob Carson Show with me, Chris Salcedo. Hey, thanks for having me. Well, I mean, I'm not going to answer. And by the way, there's, there's more to this where he just refuses. Yeah, uh, is, is it right for Americans to assume that the, the Federal Bureau of Investigation is now running a protection racket for Democrats? Oh, yeah, it's not an assumption. It's facts already in evidence. I mean, what more do people need to see? The FBI went full bore over some fake news. Uh, DNC produced uh, fake you know, allegations and dossier about Trump. Chase it to the ends of the earth still are. I mean, they indicted him yesterday, arrested based off of a raid that was done by the FBI of his own home. I mean, this has been going on for almost a decade now. Meanwhile, you have a profound amount of misconduct and bribery allegations and all sorts of evidence about the Biden family that they've done nothing with. I mean, the proof is is in the pudding. I don't think we're in the assumed territory or it looks bad. It is bad, and it's ongoing. And the FBI fundamentally thinks that they are above the law. They are above Congress and our constitutional order. And the unfortunate thing is they're getting away with it. I mean, Congress keeps letting them off the hook for this stuff. Um, You know, just a couple weeks or last week, Christopher Wray was supposed to be held in contempt by the House of Representatives. The House chickened out. So why are they to change behaviors and actually, you know, start giving up information when Congress can't even hold them accountable? Well, see, here's this guy, Director, uh, Deputy Director Abadi. He's like, I'm going to get paid. I'm I'm going I'm going to be able to as I work to make sure that conservatives don't have their rights and they can't feed their families. I know I'm going to get paid. Why? Because Mitch McConnell and John Cornyn and 16 Senate Republicans tripped all over themselves to make sure I got uh, I got all the money I need. And also during the debt deal, the House Republicans tripped all over themselves to not only make sure that I I get Joe Biden's unacceptable level of spending, but we get raises. We actually got increased money into a Department of Injustice and an FBI that is actively partisan, that is actively treating with a double standard uh, Republicans and Democrats. So what? where is his incentive to change? Why would he change? Yep, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, this is also how you get promoted within the FBI. And you have the deputy director up there behaving this way, which is unconscionable. But you know who's watching that? The entirety of the FBI, the special agents who know the way to get ahead is to act just like that. I mean, this is your path to a promotion and leadership is, you know, continuing the weaponization. And you're absolutely right that, uh, you know, the, the ruling elites and, you know, frankly, the Republican establishment isn't willing to hold the line. I mean, right now the conversation's only focused on should they get a new headquarters or not. Of course they should not get a new headquarters, but that is the least, you know, that we could do. We need fundamental reform starting from scratch with the FBI, a complete cleaning house and a refocus of you know what it should be and what it, what it is not. And I feel like we've set the bar way too low, just focusing on this headquarters talk. I mean, 
right now the conversation should be about if we're going to have a free and fair election in 2024. Yeah. Uh, the case can be made that we probably already guaranteed or not to have one, given I, you know what the FBI is doing. I I don't think it's too uh, much for me or you to ask, uh, Mr. Howell, that that uh, the FBI and the DOJ stop interfering in elections. I mean, I. I I'd like I'd like my elected representatives who call themselves Republicans. I'd like them to stop the FBI and the DOJ from interfering in elections. You think that's too much to ask? I'm going to continue to play this out because I want the folks to be able to hear this exchange. I'm going to back it up just a little bit to let Senator Cruz ask his question. And then I want America to hear the arrogance and the defiance because they can be arrogant and defiant of the FBI uh, talking to a Republican. They would never do so to a Democrat, but talking to a Republican. Listen. ...scheme during his time as vice president. Deputy Director Abadi, is it true that the FBI has a report making those allegations? Uh, I'm not going to comment on that, Senator. And why is that? I'm just not going to comment on uh, information we received, investigations... Do you owe an obligation to the American people to be candid about evidence of corruption by the President of the United States? This is uh, an area that I'm not going to get into with you, Senator. The answer is no. Isn't it right? This man doesn't answer to the people of the United States. He's unelected. He he is now saying he doesn't even answer to uh, uh, the the people in Congress. The arrogance. uh, And this is, by the way, we have to stress this, Mr. Hell, don't we? This is an unclassified document. As I went over with Jim Jordan the previous hour, the FBI is mishandling unclassified information. No. That's, that's exactly right, and that's why it was such a, a fold, an absolute capitulation by the House of Representatives to accept a deal where an unclassified document would live in a classified setting that only a few people could go and look at. I mean, they had them on the best argument you could possibly have coming from a constitutional standpoint. They were asking for one unclassified document, and they sent a subpoena for it. And then the FBI just worked on them, and they won. And the FBI said, no, you don't get the document. We're going to redact things that have no business being redacted, and that's the deal. And the House said, fine, we'll take it. We're not going to hold Christopher Ray in contempt anymore. And so while I'm infuriated with the way the FBI is, is you know, behaving and it has been, we need Congress to step up and actually put the big boy pants on and hold these guys to account. I mean, I get a lot of entertainment value out of seeing those five-minute exchanges by members, but real congressional authority isn't done in a hearing room for sound bites for Twitter. It's Thank about you. what you actually do. And so we need to start seeing some consequences. And uh, letting them off the hook is, is not good enough. Thank you. Uh, Mike Howell, our, our guest, director of the Heritage Oversight Project. And that's exactly what we're talking about. We're talking about a functional U.S. government that is trying to oversee this Leviathan that they have created. The government is so big, it, it is impossible to administer by the 535 individuals and one occupier of the Oval Office that we have. They're not even pretending to oversee it anymore. Just automatic spending increases, automatic pay raises, and let these people run the country. And in so doing, these people are taking over inside of what you and I would call uh, the deep state or permanent Washington, whatever you want to call it. And, th- and there he sits, Deputy Director Abadi, basically telling the American people, screw you, I don't answer to you. I don't even answer to your elected representatives. I tell you what to do, and this arrogance has to stop, doesn't it? A hundred percent. I mean, this is the only way we get a constitutional republic back. I mean, we're in a point right now where the conversation needs to be about revitalization 
reclaiming and renewing. I mean, we are so far beyond any conception of what this country was supposed to be. I mean, the founding fathers would it have been anathema to them that we even have a federal secret police force with this much authority that participates in our you know civic life and our in our election systems. And I think we as a country need to have this conversation about whether it's worth having that with the trade-offs. Are the trade-offs uh, worth it for you know the, some of the good work that the FBI does? Look at all the terrible work and how, how much they've just broken down complete trust in this country. And, you know, frankly, Congress needs to reorient themselves to be able to manage this leviathan. I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense just to have, you know, a couple committees on Capitol Hill and one or two guys with, you know, a gavel and a subpoena pen to, to deal with all of this. They need to supercharge their own authority so they can actually start getting their hands around it. And uh, that's just not happening. And the social media time we're in right now, all attention focuses towards messaging efforts uh, and, you know, Twitter sound bites. And I'm frankly just over it because we are not on the path for a free and fair election. And there are real-life consequences to Americans. And this isn't a communications or a messaging battle. This is a battle for our republic. And we folks start acting like it. Well, you know, I'm glad you took me right where I wanted to go. Folks, uh, our guest on the Newsmax Hotline is Mike Howell, director of the Heritage Oversight Project, because when, when the Republicans had leverage, the debt deal, we had, they had leverage. Uh, right now, you've got a whole bunch of moderate Republicans who are ticked off at conservatives holding up this, this legislative agenda, such as it is, which you're standing in the way of our messaging bills. They're complaining. They're whining and they're stomping their feet that we're going to that you're standing in our way of voting on a whole bunch of bills that we know will, it, it's the it's the Bill Crystal way of running of running Congress. We we just want to talk about that. We want to we want to pretend that we're doing something. So we want to vote on these bills, which we know are going to die in a Democrat Senate. We know they're going to die in a socialist White House. But but you're getting in the way of us putting all of these uh, unconsequential, inconsequential messaging bills and whenever the Republicans have the chance, when they have the leverage, i.e. debt ceiling, they fold like cheap tents. And like you, I'm sick and tired of it. What do we do to get around this? Yeah, I think we stop celebrating like these little small messaging battles, actually. I, that's the ecosystem in which they thrive in. And the, the standard needs to be higher. And this part of the process where it's just the House of Representatives is run, where a member gets a messaging bill and you play by the rules and you get to have your name on something that goes nowhere, and then you fundraise off it and you go on TV and said you did something. That's not good enough. People are, are no. sick of the game. People fundamentally think DC is broken, and they need to win some big battles. I mean, this is people aren't even paying attention. How many folks are watching C-SPAN all day long? You know, and, yep. and following these these things. There are big problems. Americans are focused on the big issues. So let's go out and actually win. And don't tell the American people that you're willing to hold up the debt ceiling for structural major reforms and then not do it. Don't tell the American people you're willing to hold the FBI director in contempt of Congress and then not do it. These are all these promises that just are made and not kept. And I think the American people, that's why they're disgusted with Washington, D.C. I mean, they yep. don't aren't paying attention to a messaging bill on a gas stove, for heaven's sake. They're seeing their country teeter off the ledge. Exactly. And when you're talking indicted. And when you're talking about victories, Mr. Howell, you're talking about victories for freedom and liberty in the Constitution, which the Republican Party doesn't seem to be invested in. Conservatives are, but the Republican Party, not so much. Mike Howell, director of the Heritage Oversight Project. Appreciate the time. Hey, thank you for having me.
All right, folks, uh, when we get back, I'll, I'll try to get some phone calls in here. 800-922-6880. 800-922-6680. It's Chris Salcedo in for Rob Carson on The Rob Carson Show. Sleepy Joe. Joe Biden's been asleep for years. This has to be a wake-up call and shine a bright spotlight on anything like this behavior anywhere. It's The Rob Carson Show. Folks, you got Chris Salcedo with you here. Uh, Kevin Battle going to show up for the uh, the last hour of the Rob Carson show. It takes two of us to fill the rather large shoes of, of Rob Carson. I think, he, I think he wears a size 13. Not sure. <laughs> Telephone number is 800-922-6680. 800-922-6680. You guys want to get in touch with me on social media. Make sure you, uh, all of our social media hookups at chrissalcedo.com, including Twitter, True Social, Getter, and uh, the Rumble channel there as well. Let me get out to, where are we going? This is uh, Salinas, California, my old stomping grounds, the People's Republic of California. Don is calling in. Don, what do you say? Well, I, I wanted to say that I am sick and tired of our champions, the Republicans. When they get in, in front and they're supposed to fight, they turn into a bunch of toothless old women. That guy sat in front of Senator Cruz and effectively said, fight me. Fight me, Senator Cruz. I ain't going to do anything you ask. And instead of throwing this guy out, filing contempt of Congress charges on this guy, demanding that somebody show up that knows what they're talking about and is willing to talk to him, Ted Cruz sits and, and, and tries to expose him as a corrupt bastard. We already know he is. Okay. Well, Don, I got to say, you know, the, the the socialists are in charge of the United States Senate. Uh, Cruz has no authority because he's not part of the majority over there. So, but that 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 doesn't negate the responsibility the Republican-controlled House has to take these shrubs and make sure that these individuals are held accountable. The last thing you want to do with bad behavior is 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 if you had a teenager that ran up the credit card and was totally willfully defiant of you don you don't give them more money you take away their money That's right right yeah but but you know what i i tell you what uh the, if i bet you that there'll be snowballs in hell before congress defunds the fbi i'll win the bet yeah i think you're right these, these wimps these wimps, even the guys in Congress, when it comes to a fight, the Republicans are a bunch of all talk, no action wimps. None yep. of them want to fight. They always will fight because, because you know what? Uh, I'm sorry to say this, Don, that the Republican Party, the way it's currently constituted is we are Republicans. We get up every day trying to find a Democrat butt cheek to place our lips. And that's who they are. And I'm sad to say that. Um, how much time we got left? Do I, got, do I have time to roll more call? I mean, yeah, I think I'll take it. Let's go to Rising Sun, Maryland. Homer, welcome to the Rob Carson Show with me, Chris Salcedo. Hey, the reason that Trump is in trouble is that he doesn't follow the rules of uh, government. Now, everybody knows that the Democrats... Well, which government? Well, which America. rules are you talking about, Homer? Get, give me an example. Okay. When the Democrats get in there, they can call the Republicans Hitler. They can call him a uh, communist. They can call him anything. But lo and behold, a Republican like Trump who fights back. When mm -hmm. you fight back, these guys walk into walls. They don't know what they're doing. I mean, they, they go nuts <laughs> because they, 
They, they can't handle people talking back to them. They can't handle resistance. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Democrats, the Democrats, their whole their whole worldview, my friend, is to is to make sure that you can't oppose them. Your ability to say no to a Democrat is what they work constantly to legislate and make sure that you can't say no. Homer from Rising Sun, Maryland. Great point. I appreciate the call here on the Rob Carson Show. Folks, you got me, Chris Salcedo, for another couple of minutes. It's true. I am an America first, liberty loving Latino. That's why I know this country is worth fighting for. That's why the Chris Salcedo Show will always tell you the truth. The Chris Salcedo Show for the news you need to know. Here's to a record-setting president, Joe Biden setting record-low approval ratings. What the Democrats have put our nation through, it is a sad day. It's the Rob Carson Show. Deputy Director Abate, does the FBI have 17 voice recordings laying out evidence of a bribery scheme? Senator, I'd add all, I would add also that uh, we've worked with the House Oversight Committee yeah, this is the Senate. The We're the other side would... of the Capitol. This is the Senate. Do you have those 17 recordings? Bravo. And notice how he tried to obfuscate, folks. Hey, look, catch up with me at chrissalcedo.com. You can find all my social media hookups there, email, all that kind of stuff. 